Welcome back to Sermon Notes. Michael here alongside our producer, Caleb. And this week, we've got a guest with us. I'm excited for y'all to hear from. Doug Walker's here. Welcome, Doug. Hey, Michael. How are you doing? I'm great, man. Thanks for taking some time to do this. Oh, I'm honored. Thank you. For those of you who don't know Doug, he's been at Fellowship a long time. He and his wife, Heather, raised their family here. That's right. And served on the elder board. Yeah. And so you're a shepherding elder now. That's right. And we're going to talk about what that means in a minute. I but carry a cane and everything. Yeah, I'm glad you got it with you today. We got the sheep out in the hall, <laughs> so they don't right. make too That's much right. noise. That's right. Um, yeah, so we're continuing our study of the book of First Peter. And this week, um, the reason I asked Doug to join us is Peter's going to talk directly to the elders. And so we're going to be in First Peter chapter 5. And Peter says, I exhort the elders among you. And, and it jumped out at me that this is the first time, I think, in the whole letter that he said I. Um, he said we, he said us, right. uh, but now he's he's really kind of speaking from the heart. Yeah. And he's going to tell us. It has a real what, personal tone to it. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say Sunday, it, it reminds us <clears throat> a person. The Lord used a person to write this letter. Um, this didn't just fall out of heaven. Um, yeah. It's a guy who had some experiences. Yeah. And Great point. Yeah, yeah, walked with the Lord. And mm. he's going to say to the elders, um, shepherd the flock of God that's among you in verse two, exercising oversight. And then he's going to go on and tell us what that means. And he's going to wrap up in, in verse five by telling us um, to be humble, that we, those of us who are not elders should be humble to follow. Um, the elders should lead with humility. And he closes. Um, it's a, it's a very well-known verse. It's from Proverbs. James quotes it. Peter quotes it. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And so we're going to spend some time on Sunday talking about humility and sneak peek last mm-hmm. week, the next week, which will be the final week. Mm-hmm. He opens with humble yourselves, therefore, under right, the mighty yeah. hand of God. So yeah, he's going to kind of get the point down, don't you? He's going to stay on that. Yeah. So yeah, Doug, um, just tell us a little bit about just kind of you and your family. I'd love for our mm. listeners to just kind of get to know you a little bit. Mm. Gosh, well, let's keep this short. There's not a lot to know. Uh, I'm married up, and uh, that's for sure. Heather and I have been married, uh, gosh, 34 years or so, and we're from the area and um, and just have been blessed to be at Fellowship. We left to go to live in Mexico for a while, and we came back, uh, and we have three daughters and one son-in-law now, and and uh, yeah, life's good. I mean, there's a lot of stuff I could share with you, but we just, we love fellowship. Um, we love the life change that we've seen in our lives, in our kids' lives, and others' lives. So we're just, uh, yeah, it's all good. So tell me about, I, I don't know exactly how this played out, but tell me about when you got the call, hey, Doug, uh, we're calling on behalf of the elder board and we'd like for you to consider okay. serving as an elder. So the funny part is I've known Mickey Rapier for a long time back in college days. And so I saw that it was Mickey on the phone and I was watching a ball game or something. And I thought, I'll just let it go to voice. I'll talk to Mickey later. And so I didn't answer the phone. And so then he called Heather and Heather said, uh, Doug, Mickey's on the phone and wants to talk to you. And I was like, Oh, I guess I better talk to Mickey. And uh, like anybody, I've heard this consistent, really, Michael, and you probably have too, of the, the people that get the phone call f- uh, to be an elder, is you're like, you've got the wrong number. Right. You know, it, it blown away, just was like, Mickey, you got the wrong number. I, I'm, I think you got the wrong person for that. I, I mean, I'm honored that you called. And then, you know, he does what he 
does consistently, which is he's like, listen, this has been vetted out uh, pretty extensively and has been prayed over a lot. And you really need to consider this. And you got 24 hours. You know, he says something to that effect. Right. He'll give you more time if you need it. But, yeah. But the point is he wants you to get back with him quickly. And so then you do have a time of just reflecting and going through the scripture and going through the scripture we're going through here and sure. understanding qualifications and Lord, is this really something you want me to do? And the word humility is just laced throughout the whole process because that's what it is. It's a very humbling and and really awesome, almost overwhelming kind of decision that you have to make. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that. And I, you're right. I have heard virtually everybody on the elder board has yeah. a similar story. Maybe they didn't decline Mickey's call first. But. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the person who would say, what took you so long? Right. Um, is probably not going to even be considered because that's not who we're looking for that's based right. on who Peter says the elders of the church should be. That's totally right. And again, in the vetting process that we have, it's really probably more extensive than the body realizes. As a matter of fact, I'll tell you this, once you become an elder, and then as you know, at our church, we have a rotation process. So typically elders serve for about six years and and they're staged in. So it's it's not like we replace all the elders at once. Right. So you once you become an elder, then you become a part of the process to uh, select the next group of elders. And that's humbling in itself because you realize how extensive it is in search for those elders and praying over the, the large list. It starts with a huge number. I mean, very large number. And you're narrowing that down trying to get two people or four people or three people. And so you realize how extensive and how, um, 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 What's the word I'm looking for? Just how um, thorough thorough it is. Thanks, Michael. Yeah. How thorough it is, which then even just generates even more humility because you're like, my goodness, the fact that they did that and called me still is a humble thing. But I think the church ought to take confidence. Our church ought to take confidence in the fact that it is done so thoroughly that um, we're looking for men that meet the qualifications per the scripture of which humility is essential. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's really encouraging. Um, and then, so talk to me about after you're on the elder board, we've been talking about the selection process. Where did you see humility? I think a lot of people probably don't realize that every decision has to be unanimous, right? Like if there's one guy who says, I don't think we should move on this, then y'all say, well, we're going to table it and pray about it. So tell me about how you saw humility work itself out in the actual inner workings of the elder board. Um, that was amazing. Uh, a lot of us uh, that are on the elder board that are laymen, we're, we're in some type of business setting. So um, even like at the church, you're in committee meetings or you're in meetings with other people and there's dynamics that are in business meetings. Uh, and there's, you, you see the dominant personalities and, and, um, and I would just say that from an elder meeting perspective, I've never experienced anything like it. It's like when you walk in there from the very beginning, the fact that you feel honored and humbled that you were even selected and you're a part of that, and then you work with these other men, there's just a dynamic in the entire six years I was there, Michael, 
of of letting everyone speak, of there not being a domineering person. Yeah. Uh, even some of us talk more than others, <laughs> you know, or might have a bigger personality than others. I tell you what, the spirit and to watch the unity of how everybody talks, you process through it, you process through the topic or the subject. Uh, we had the staff come in and give updates, which is awesome to have that. But but the whole time that we're doing the meeting, the entire time, Michael, I got to tell you, this: the whole time I was there, the whole time I was there, was I never saw any case of an individual trying to take his agenda, right. take his objective. I mean, we always were seeking what's, re, what's our responsibility for um, what the church needs. And if I could say this real quick, Michael, sure. I was thinking about this conversation and, and just the responsibility that you have, okay? And I was thinking about we have some friends, well, you know them, but we have some friends that have a cabin out there towards Kings River, and they'll let people go stay in the cabin and, you know, when we stay there, you know, Heather and I go out there just on a retreat. When we stay there, man, we want to take care of that place. Right. I mean, we want to care for it, and we want to leave it in better better shape than when, we, than when we had it at the beginning. Right. And so, to me as an elder, this is not ours. This is God's church. This is his church. I mean, we're a part of it, and he's called us to responsibility to help lead and shepherd the flock. And it's a huge responsibility that if you don't have the right fear of the Lord of doing what's right for him, mm. then like you said earlier about that that guy saying, why didn't you call earlier? You also are in the wrong place. Right. And it really is a, a, a situation where you want to take care of God's church as he wants you to, just like you take care of that cabin for our friends. Yeah, man, that's so good. It's straight out of the passage, too, where Peter says uh, the yeah. chief shepherd is going to appear. So that's right. he, uh, the elders are laboring. It's Jesus's flock. That's right. He's the chief shepherd, Amen. and he's putting you all to work, so to speak, to keep an eye on it for him. But that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And and this week, so uh, Caleb and I, this is our this is our second time to to do a version of this. We got to meet with our three currently serving elders who oh, worship yeah. at Fellowship Fayetteville. I'm being yeah. careful how I say that. Yeah, sure. um, we we have we don't have Fayetteville elders. We have Fellowship elders for the whole church. Right. But there's Joe, Michael, and uh, Brian. Brian. Thank mm -hmm. you. Uh, who who they came in and we made a video for Sunday. And one of the things they talked about, I'd love to hear from you on is mm -hmm. prayer and mm -hmm. the central role of prayer on mm -hmm. the elder board. Mm -hmm. um, how does that, how does that inform everything the elders do? Well, it's the essence of what the elders do. It's the essence of what the elders do. So every decision that we make, so we get parameters from the staff of what they're going to be doing over the next year. We, we, we set parameters ourselves as elders and, but it all gets bathed in prayer. It all starts with prayer of seeking God for his direction. And, and part of the confirmation of the direction is the, the 100% agreement uh, by the elders. So, but it starts with everybody bathing that situation in prayer. And I would say this, this one other thing about prayer where um, it's, uh, people might not know that they can do this. One of the greatest honors of being an elder is praying over people. 
And so we have people that come to the elder meeting that we can anoint with oil and that we can pray over for whatever the reason is. So when I say that it's all about prayer and that we are praying over every subject, every topic, every cultural issue that we're having to navigate, every doctrinal thing that we need to be managing at the time, staff issues, um, and then, of course, our body that has specific issues, we pray over them as well. Yeah, that's good, man. Thanks for thanks for bringing that out. I, the times that I have been in an elder board meeting have mm-hmm. been either to report on Fellowship Favel and or community ministries right. or because I've brought someone to be right. prayed for. That's right. And, man, it's so encouraging every time. I've never left an elder board meeting that I didn't feel super encouraged mm-hmm. Um, by the interest and care that the elders always have in our ministries and what's going on, but also just the way they lift up people who are having dealing with some really hard things um, in their lives. A lot of times it's health things, and just seeing those guys come around them and anoint them with oil and pray for them, um, it's, it's it's always it's been special. Really, yeah. It's special. You know, we had the privilege of that, Michael, you know, when we got Annie's diagnosis. And we were living in Mexico, but we came back up, and the, the elders anointed Heather and I and prayed over us. And so I've been on both sides of that. Yeah. And it's really a special time, and uh, I would encourage anybody that would want to be prayed over by the elders to do so. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, man, what do you wish people at Fellowship knew about our elder board or the guys who serve as elders that maybe they don't know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, first off, I would, the thing I would tell you is that they're fun guys. They're, they're, they're guys with some serious wisdom um, that love the Lord. Um, they, are, they are guys that care deeply about this church. And so uh, it's, it's not a laissez-faire type of meeting with, with, uh, with us being ambivalent with our answers, it it is a serious responsibility. And so what I would tell you about the elders is, man, they want the best for the church and they want to serve. See, that's the thing is, is back to our scripture, you know, it's not domineering, you know, it's, it's being, it's following the model of our, of our leader, Jesus, and that's to serve. And so they, they genuinely want to serve the body and use and his wisdom and his discernment to help directionally where they need to go. And I would also say that you and you know this that you see in the elders uh, modeling of serving throughout you know different ministries right. in the church itself. So yeah, they are serving at a time you know, uh, and it says here like with Peter that you know joining uh, be a shepherd of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them. Um, so that there's a season that we're doing that as an elder, but we're also keeping in our ministry and serving because that's what you need to be about. You don't need to be about and, and not domineering it over them. Right. You know what? Keep, keep serving where you where, where you've been planted. Yeah. Yeah. And we mentioned earlier this idea of a shepherding elder, and that may be a th- something kind of unique to fellowship. But once you're an elder, um, unless you you disqualify yourself, which I, I haven't seen that happen, um, then when you're no longer serving on the elder board, you are a shepherding elder. And that's exactly what you're describing, um, somebody who continues to do ministry and live out all the things we see in this passage. Mm-hmm. You just don't have to go to meetings on Monday night <laughs> and right. uh, listen to reports on community from the staff the budget, guys. Yeah, finances, exactly. exactly. 
Um, that's good. And, and, and we have other shepherding elders who worship in Fayetteville that I know um, I could call any of y'all and say, hey, can you pray for this person? Or can you help me encourage this person mm-hmm. or serve in this place? And all of y'all are yeah. quick to say yes. Yeah, we want to serve you guys because the one thing you get exposed to as being an elder is the awesome responsibility of our staff and the weight that's put on you guys and the pressure and the strain that's put on you guys. And when I say guys, guys and girls, you know what I mean? All of our staff. And so um, our heart goes out to you guys to support you and to see how we can uh, shepherd even you guys and, and encourage you guys. And so uh, that's what we, in my opinion, the shepherding elders that I know, you know, they want what's best for the church and helping the staff as well. Yeah, man, that's great. And we feel that, and we appreciate that. I, I thank the elders every chance I get for how y'all take care of us. Well, um, Sermon Notes listeners, I hope you've enjoyed just getting a little insight into kind of the inner workings and of the elder board and how we apply this passage pretty directly, I'd say, mm. um, here at Fellowship. And um, verse 5 is going to give us our application, and I hope those of you who are meeting in community group, you'll have an opportunity to kind of process this a little bit. But um, verse 5 tells us, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. So go ahead. Can I say one final thing? Oh, yeah, for and, sure. And if Caleb wants to edit this out, you, <laughs> got, you guys can edit this out. But I wanted to tell you, Michael, that when I first got on the elder board, um, it was the last year of Robert you know, leaving, and he was doing his swan song, saying goodbye to all the different departments. Robert well, being our, Robert Cup, Robert our Cup, founding I pastor. Robert yeah. Cup, our mm-hmm. founding pastor. And when he uh, closed, Michael, kind of his wrapping up, saying goodbye to everybody, he closed with our uh, elder dinner. We have an elder dinner where all the shepherding elders uh, attend there in June, and it's the ones that are getting off the board, it's saying goodbye to them and welcoming the ones that are getting on the board. So Robert spoke at that, and I'll never forget what he said in my first year, Michael. He said, as I look out at this at, at our church and I look out at all these elders, there's probably 70 or 80 elders that are out in this foyer. Right. Um, that includes wives, so probably 40 elders and wives. Um, anyway, he says, he said, you know, I... I do a lot of consulting with churches, and he said, I see a lot of churches where um, the Spirit has left the church, and he said, be careful. Mm. Matter of fact, run from a church like that. Right. He said, the the common denominator that I see in a healthy church is obviously Christ is the Lord of the church, and you're under biblical foundation, and that you have humility and unity of the elder board and you have humility and unity of the staff. And when I see the DNA of that in a church, God can do whatever he wants to with a church, right? Right. right. But inevitably you see a healthy church. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that as well. Yeah, man, that's uh convicting for sure. Um, 
Robert has shortened that whole thing when he comes and visits us. What he always says to Clark and to me is when he leaves here is don't mess it up. And so (laughs) I think that's That's a very concise version of what he shared with y'all. There you go. It was a little more eloquent with y'all. Well, man, Doug, thanks for being with us. And uh, I would just challenge our listeners to, as you wrap up this podcast, take a moment, just pray for our elders, pray for the leaders of our church, pray for the very thing that Robert reminded Doug at that dinner, um, that Jesus will be the Lord here. The Holy Spirit will be at work and we will be humble and unified before him. And we'll get to continue to watch him work. And we'll see you next time on Sermon Notes.